Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. Grand Rising, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the Female Solution, where we're here, Soulful Solutions, with Dr. Debbie. In to Sofa Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life, and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Sofa Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon.
If somebody's hurting today, if somebody's in pain, I just want to really lift up a prayer for you because I believe that, you know, this too shall pass in your life. So today is an awesome topic. I'm going to uh, go ahead and invite my co-host.
hold on to relationships out of fear that there's no one else available. It's like, well, there's there's no one else out here, and if I let go of this, I'll be alone. And for whatever reason, there's a fear of being alone, as if that's the worst thing in the world, not having someone to validate your worth. So what what why what is that? Why are people afraid to be alone or afraid that they don't have value if they don't have a mate? Loneliness is, most people think it's a feeling, but it's an action. Mm. It's an action, which is when we get, you can be alone in a room full of people. Mm. So it's an action that leads to a thought process. And uh, uh, most people are codependent, Naima. They are, I need to be needed. I need to be accepted. I need to feel belong. And I mean, normally, you have a balance in that, okay? But then some individuals, uh, according to their upbringing, they become overly needy. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, so what they would do is they will find themselves in a place of manipulators or abusers because they feel that this is all they have in this. Yeah. Our fathers and our sons. Yeah. 
You see what I'm saying? So things become so dysfunctional. And then we get estranged. I I despise that word. Estranged. Estranged. <laughs> that means one person's not estranged. Yeah, you're not you're not talking to me anymore. You don't ghost me, as one would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not worthy for you to even talk to me. Now I can either do one or two things with that situation. I can feel like your victim, or I can say okay, and accept it for what it is. Yes. And and put you in a time frame management. I call it time management. Mm. However long time you take, it's up to you. Because it ain't my time. It's your time. See, any relationship. We have to understand that we got to live inside and not outside. Uh, you say, well, wait a minute, Dr. Ben, what does that mean? You've got to live inside yourself because if you live outside yourself, you're going to always be needing something on the outside of you that's not there. Mm. I'm so sorry. You will feel invisible after a period of time. Someone at some given rate will give you a what they call an example of a relationship. You may <laughs> you may we well let's say you, you first meet the representative. Yes. You don't meet the original person. You meet, you meet who they put you meet forth the representative. to the public. Yes. So now you're introduced to the representative. Yes. Right, right. And it, again, any relationship, you go meet the representative. Right. But if you stay there for a little while and it don't take long. Let me tell you something. You can see the scope of a human being in less than 30 days. Mm. But mind you, you got to be paying attention. Yeah, and believe what you see. If you are paying attention, you get caught up. Oh, yes. I love them. Yes. Oh, I love them. They're so good to me. They're this, they're that. Because all you you like got caught up in the doing. Yes. You ain't even seen the person yet. But wait a minute. Hold on a second. When you start... You said, wait a minute. Okay, because there's so many manipulators out there. Because remember, it's the great deception. Yeah. People are constantly manipulating and trying to change other people to what they want them to be. Mm-hmm. So some people are easily pliable, just like putty. Mm. And then some people are like, you know, I call it, like, uh, you know, clay on a potter's wheel. You got to mold them and you got to do this because they're constantly moving. You see what I'm saying? And then some of them are like hard rocks. You got to chip at them, right? Mm. So I don't know what type of relationship that you may be in, but if your relationship is not healthy, let me tell you what an unhealthy relationship is. Because my question still is, are you in a relationship that's dying? Okay. Mm. Unhealthy relationship, first thing that's going to be broken down is trust. Wow. If I can't trust you, now, now mind you now, I don't need to be paranoid. Because sometimes people get paranoid very easily, right? Trust, every one of these things I'm saying has to have a balance. Because if they're not balanced, they can't be all up and halfway down. They got to be balanced between two individuals. We call it mutual standing, a mutual standing relationship. I trust you, you trust me. Guess what? We first meet each other. Guess what? Neither one of us really trust each other. Right. Some right. people are very needy, so their trust level is already imbalanced. And then some people are like, I don't know what you want from me. They back off. 
their trust is invalid. Meet the person and allow them to show you their original self. Mm-hmm. Again, it takes less than 30 days if you just see the original self. But be the observant and not the participant. Mm-hmm. And you say, wait a minute, Dr. Bev, you telling me I need to study a person? Yes. Especially a man or a woman, it does not matter who just, who are still dating and still single, okay? Or if you're in a relationship that has time to it and you already see the evidence, you just don't want to believe the evidence. You can't get angry at the person that's doing it. You know, the old saying saying, I see you once, shame on me. On you, but no. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame shame on you. (laughs) But if I catch you twice, shame on me. So now I, I've I've had an associate that. Uh, so uh, the overall goal is to serve. Yeah. Yeah. I I you know when you speak of trust, I've had yeah, an associate that. Your, your screen is interrupted. Is it? Can oh. you hear me? Yes, it might be. I might need to go out and come back in. Yeah. Let me let me go out and come back in. Yeah. It's just a little choppy. There you go. Okay, so we are going to run a quick commercial, and we will be right back after this quick break. Hi, I'm Mama Joy. And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. We'll see you on the second Saturday on the Neighborship of Joy. And their ego processes are all over the place. And they tell themselves, I'm supposed to be here. I'm trying to save this person. I'm supposed to be here. I'm trying to help this person. That's the only way. They need me. Uh-uh. Is that better now? I think so. Say something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, am I am I breaking up or am I better now? Is it sound better now? Hopefully so. It seems like it's a little delayed, but it's, uh, I can hear you. It's just that you're a little delayed. Yeah. I can see you. It's just that you're not right. Just a little delayed. Oh, okay. It's a little delayed, but hopefully in a in a. Make sure I have yeah, all other windows closed. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Hopefully that's a little better. Yeah, it seems like it's better now. There you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was I was I was telling our viewers and listeners that um, they have to understand their value uh, when in relationship. Otherwise, they will compromise for something that they really don't want. It's very easy to compromise um, because we often feel that. Oh, if I love this person, I'm supposed to put up with the person because I love them. And when they expect me to put up with them because they want me to love them in their dysfunction, Mm. people will try to control another human being very easily. Uh, Again, it's called manipulation. So... I want to, like I said, go back to the fact of what an unhealthy relationship is. Trust is the first thing that fails. The next thing that fails is communication, because without Mm -hmm. trust, I cannot communicate effectively with you, because I will shut down. I may even only tell you what I think you want to hear, but then it's still not truth. Right. I will operate in a lie. I will operate in a lie, and a lie is operating in fear. False mm-hmm. evidence appear real. Mm-hmm. Who has the fear? They do, whoever is operating in the lie. And, you know, you sometimes you have two people that are operating in lies. That means they're both telling the untruth, living the untruth, and expecting it to get any better. Now, we call those cohab relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm only in this relationship because of something I don't want to lose, mm. be it money, houses, land, insurance policies, cars, children, you call it. I'm just cohabiting, right? Mm. So now, yeah. in my mind, you've seen cohabit relationships before? Yes. Yeah, I mean, we call like, it just relationships of convenience. Right. I, I need this person to help pay the bills, but I'm really in a relationship with someone else. And uh, But if I leave this relationship, then my finances will be a lot more difficult to manage. So, therefore, I'll just, you know, um, like you said, tell this person what, they, what I want them to believe or what I want them to hear. In the meantime, I'm going to live my, my social life with other people outside of the home and everybody's happy because nobody knows anything and in the person who are involved in the outside relationship well if i never bring them to my home then they're not aware that i'm actually living with someone so you know it works out but there there's but like you say there's a certain amount of deception in that because you you have to kind of live a double life and and uh, at some point, one, at some point, the, the deception uh, yes. is exposed, and then you have to figure out how do I explain it, or how do I minimize it, or how do I get this person to believe? Okay, well, I, I that was something that I did, but I'm really not involved in that anymore, so that they can maintain the convenient relationship. 
Yeah, I've, I've seen that often on both sides, both male and female, doing it because it comes exactly. down to uh, the, 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 the convenience, like you say, mm-hmm. uh, because it's hard to afford an apartment by yourself so you can get involved in a relationship and you cohabitate, but then the relationship is really kind of over, but you still need their money to to maintain your 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 living environment. So, yeah, your lifestyle and, and the fear mm-hmm. that you can't do it alone makes you yeah. stay in that situation, even if it's not where you want to be for your life. So it really kind of keeps right. the person not right. moving ahead um, either way at all. Because you can't really plan a future right. in that yes. situation. Right, Exactly. Um, and the overall thing is that there's an emotional, uh, you know, disconnection. When you have no emotional connection at all, then a person just goes and does what they want to do. They don't care about what you feel. They don't care about what you think. Um, and they are what they call emotionalists, mm-hmm. emotionalists. So the other person on the other end that's receiving all of this energy is either going to do one or two things. They're going to either feel like the victim or, you know, they're going to say, okay, it is what it is and move on. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't, there's no gray-shaded area right there because how can I create something that's not there? How can I heal something that does not want to be healed? Mm-hmm. There's, I don't have any. There's no, what, like you said, when the spark is gone, it's gone. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, again, this is um, these are unhealthy relationships that people they find themselves staying in it, and they get weaker and weaker, whether they realize it or not, and they cause a lot of damage and hurt. Um, at some given point, things have to change. So with that communication breakdown that I was actually uh, talking about is, you know, where's the signs of communication breakdown? One is that when they start texting you and not answering phone calls. Wow. Wow. When they start texting you and not answering phone calls, that's the first sign of communication. And you may ask them, when you do talk to them, I called you. Why did you call me? Oh, I was busy at the time. Mm. Oh, I was on the phone. They'll give you an excuse. Mm-hmm. But I text you 30 minutes later, mm. an hour later. Mm. <laughs> so communication breakdown is a very, um, one of those things that usually starts the argument. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you ignoring me? You know, I'm not, I mean, I'm not worthy. I'm not important to you anymore. Because when you feel ignored, it triggers something in a human being. Yeah. No one wants to feel ignored. No one wants to feel like they're not worth anything. Right. So usually right then is when the, the hurt really starts to be real. Mm-hmm. They either get, the person that's being hurt is either going to get very angry or... Vengeful. Mm. They can get vengeful right there by, you know, going far and beyond. If they're 
not too balanced in the first place. You better look for somebody about to stalk you, <laughs> wanting to know and try to get into your phone. You know, anything can happen at that point because when communication breaks down, you know, the trust's already gone. So the emotion is no connection. So now are you cutting me off? Or oh, one time you used to talk to me, but now, now you, you're cutting me off. Mm. So next thing happens is this thing called aggression or confrontation with communication. Now, this is the time that I hope that most people step out of before it gets to this level. Before it gets to this level, I hope that most people step out of Yeah, just leave it alone. Just move on. There's too many people in the world for you to be stuck on one person. I don't care what they did for you or how you were living. Move on. Find a way to get out of that area um, because that's the flip side. When you stop communicating, then you want to fight. You yeah. fight verbally at first, hurting emotions, and then sometimes it gets physical um, when it becomes aggressive. So what happens when people get stuck in, and then in you that don't cycle? You start destroying things. Yeah. Um, what happens when people get stuck in that phase where their relationship is out? What happens when people are stuck at that in their relationship where they're always fighting? That That is the relationship at that point where there's, you know, a confrontation, argument, you know, aggressiveness, and that's that's just where it is. How, how long does a person stay in that phase before they realize this it's is, over. It, it is over? <laughs> mm. they, I don't know. I mean, it's, it can last for a long period of time because the parties do not want to exit. One wants to, especially if assets are involved. Mm. No, you leave. I'm not leaving. Mm. You leave. You see what I'm saying? When assets are involved, children, houses, homes, money, you leave. I'm not leaving. This is way before divorce gets there. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying? Then it's a separation in the house. It, it, it's not even outside. It's, it's a separation in the house. So now you're living with the enemy. Wow. You're living with the enemy. That person thinks that you're the enemy and you think they're the enemy. So what's happening? Nothing but minimize, minimize, you know, validation. No wow. one's validating anyone. It's no disagreement. You're getting what they call a cold shoulder. Mm. You know, nobody's talking to you. They're treating you like you're invisible. And you're hurting. You're angry, but you're hurt. And yeah. some people say, oh, I don't care. Yes, you do. Yes, you can, because if you ever loved that person and it turned out like this, you're going to care. You, it's going to frustrate you in some type of way. Mm. You're going to get frustrated. Yes. I you're going to get irritated if you're sleeping in separate quarters. Yeah. And you just bypass each other in the kitchen when the kids come, you know, if you got children, the kids come sit to the table eating. Here in the morning, and y'all treat each other like strangers, and they the 
Christians are very, very observant. Just because they don't say anything, and some of them will be bold, they'll ask you, What's Mommy and Daddy, y'all fighting? Yeah, because they, they know. They know. They know when there's a silent treatment. I, I think the worst thing, yeah, the worst thing they could do when people say that, oh, I'm I'm in this relationship because of the children. No, you're not. You're in the relationship because you want to be there. Right. Let's the children don't want that. They don't you want to be there. You make an excuse. Mm. You you allow your children to suffer. You allow your, the children to your actions. Your, you and your partner, your your husband, your wife, whoever, and thinking that it's okay. Mm. No, it's not. Mm. Do you not know what damaged relationships do to children? Wow. Do but you not know some children even blame themselves because their parents yeah. are not getting along? They think it's their fault. They think it's their fault. They, they blame got... themselves. Yeah. They, they, they soak up all that energy. Yeah. We gotta take a break. Yeah, we gotta take a break. We got some callers on the line, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll come back and I'm gonna talk a little more about that. Yes, yes, yes. We'll be right because back. This time for this down out a little bit. Yes, yes, and and some some of you all, your New Year's <laughs> resolution needs to be to leave, <laughs> but you need the courage to go. So we'll be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. So stay with us. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? 
Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. Question. Uh, I got a. I got a question. You want uh, to take the caller? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'll oh, take the caller then. Question. Yeah, well, I'll take the caller then. Then I'll ask the question. Uh, Eric code three one two eight eight two. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your question for Dr. Debbie Green regarding relationships. alaikum and grand rising uh, to you, Dr. Uh, Debbie Green. This minister Robert yes. Clark. I yes. So tell us about that relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's a business relationship. It's not a, it's not a, uh, you know, husband and wife relationship. It's a business relationship concerning my uh, phone, which is uh, a phone that I've had for over uh, twenty years, and with Booth, and it's uh, to me, uh, you know, now it's. Uh, uh, evolve into a legal matter. They're trying to steal my phone. And then also, <laughs> it's a business consultant partner, uh, really, a relationship concerning my Internet. I had I had four Internets down. I'm definitely going to need your number, uh, Dr. Debbie Green. This, well, I, I don't know if you got to be boosted. But we thank you for calling at, uh, uh Minister Blum, we definitely thank you for calling. But you know, usually when you have a a, a relationship so issue sorry. with a with a business, people, yes, it, it, the emotional ties between people. Usually, a business relationship is very non-emotional and non-personal. Sometimes you don't even talk to a live person; you get a bunch of you know machines. So it's kind of hard to kind of hard to fix things with that with with that kind of uh, non-human contact. But you know, we appreciate your call. Definitely, yes. So, you know, one of the things that, that I look at with relationships that people stay in for a long time, I had a, I had an associate that stayed in a relationship you know, because, you know, she felt like we made marriage vows. And, you know, your vow, your promise to God, your better or worse. And it was in the stage of worse. But her religious belief was that you stay no matter how bad it gets because that's how she was raised, that's how her mother was raised, that's how her mother was raised. So the whole idea of no matter how bad it is, you just stay there, that was part of her upbringing. 
And so for decades and decades, she just stayed. Children grew up in the household, you know, uh, father, other relationships outside the home. And, you know, but the conditioning was we're married. I took a vow, so I just stay. Even if you're nasty to me, even if you're physically hurting me, I made a vow. Could you speak to to, to that kind of conditioning? Because I think there are a lot of people who believe that it is spiritually correct if they have made a vow of marriage to stay in a situation, no matter how bad it gets. And it might have been dead, you know, rigor mortis set in, you know, body in the coffin. I mean, as far as the deadness of that relationship, but they believe that the spiritually correct thing to do is to stay. Could you shed some light on that that thought a bit? Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> well, um, we do know that God wants us to be uh, abundantly happy, okay, number one. Number two is that he is very focused on family, okay, which is he wants us to respect each other. Um In some type of biblical uh, sense that most people believe in religiosity, I'll say it this way, that a person that's in a relationship that is unhealthy must stay in that relationship. Now, this is conflicting, okay? Mm -hmm. It's conflicting for two reasons. God wants you to be happy and abundantly happy. So if you're in a relationship, that may be abusive, verbally, emotionally, or just in uh, infidelity, but all the unhealthy actions, I don't think from my perspective that he would want you to stay in that relationship when you know it's unhealthy. There is, um, again, uh, the, the, the perception of marriage when it comes to God is that we they believe, and I'm saying they, which means people who, who who are you know that practice a religion of moral understanding. No matter what happens, I'm supposed to stay in this relationship, even when you're abusing me, even when you're putting me down, even when you are trying to belittle me in some way, are trying to break me down as a person. I don't agree with that. Mm. No matter, and I mean. I am a pastor, okay, as I have been since 2014, um, and I would not tell another human being if I know they are being, without a shadow of doubt, they are being abused, to stay in a relationship, in a marriage, when I know they're being abused, and when also when the children are being abused, because that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I really don't think at all God would want those two human beings to be together when it's already been destroyed and mm. it's no longer sacred. Mm. It's no longer sacred. So how does a person perhaps yeah. how does a person deprogram themselves from from those feelings? Because I've known people that the tremendous guilt over being divorced, shame, uh, you even have some. Some churches that'll say, well, you know, if you've been divorced, you can't you, you can't hold a position in the church, or you you know can't be a pastor, or whatever the case may be, because it's it's like you failed God, or you didn't live up to your vow. 
so there's even punitive kinds of actions even among religious circles because people make a choice to leave a hurtful relationship. They they make a decision to end a marriage that's abusive, and yet there's still in some religious communities a condemnation of the person who made that choice. You know, how how do we undo that, that Again, kind of condition? Only... Well, again, this is a belief system, Naima. Mm-hmm. They believe that. So, which means that that person, whoever is in that relationship, has a belief system that their leadership in church should lead that should lead their life. Mm. That's what they believe. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, um, <clears throat> truth be told, God created freedom. All right? We are free agents free in this yeah. world. Yeah. We are free free will. So if you allow your free will to be interrupted because of what someone said, mm. then that's the issue. They can mm. take the word of God and twist it around all they want to, but again, the truth is going to be the same. If I am truly unhappy where I am, I am not going to allow myself to be abused to stay in this relationship because the apostle or reverend so-and-so saying that, oh, if you got a divorce, you can't be in church anymore. Okay, well, who's judging who mm. is the question. Mm-hmm. Who's judging who? God doesn't look at me as any different a person, whether I'm with this person or not, because he loves me unconditionally. So the question is, why can't man do the same? Mm. So that person that has that thought process that you are referring to should ask themselves, you know, who are you living for? Are you living for yourself or are you living for other people? Wow. Because that's the question. Again, remember I told you earlier, I said people live on the outside of themselves but don't realize they're really supposed to be living on the inside. Yes. When you look on the outside, you're going to always live for what someone else is saying, what somebody else expects of you, what else, what else somebody wants you to do, how you want to do it, how long you want to do it, when to stop, when to go. Well, then who are you living for? You ain't living for yourself. Who are right. you living for? You're living for what's outside of you. And that's how you lose power. Yes. That's how you lose power. You lose power because... You're living outside of yourself, externally. Internally, you you will then ask the question, is this healthy for me or is it not? And make the decision based upon that answer. If it's unhealthy, if I stay in an unhealthy environment, I am going to be unhealthy. Leads to mental illness, medical conditions, chronic illness, because guess what? you're going to start dying Ooh. in some capacity because you're miserable. Yeah. The, the being from the top of your head to the soles of your feet cannot thrive in unhealthy environments. It cannot. Right. It may take a while before you start deteriorating, but trust me, it's going to happen. It's statistical. You know, it's statistical. It is real. Stress Killed. Yes. It it takes away life. And that's a very stressful life to be in a place where you know you are unhappy. 
So every day you have to walk around on eggshells. You got to pretend like everything is okay when you know it's not. Mm. You stuff your feelings. You don't talk about it. You act like everything is okay, almost to that you are a robot. You're robotic. Mm. You're robotic. You're no longer human anymore. You, your human factor is gone because wow. you feel empty, unloved, unnurtured. Mm-hmm. This is a very unhealthy environment, and I don't think anyone, I don't care whether you're a Christian, you're Buddhist, you're Judas, it don't matter to mm-hmm. stay in any relationship that's unhealthy and that's died. It's just unnatural. And God would not want you to suffer. Who accepts suffering unnecessarily? Mm. Where is that written down? I have to suffer unnecessarily. So that's part of the belief system. that you're not in the Bible. To suffer. You know, uh, the yeah. is part of the belief system. Mm. There is a, um, you know, the fruits of the spirit is one of the, one of the fruits of the spirit is long suffering, but not unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Some suffering is unnecessary. Yeah, self-inflicted. It's called learned behavior. Yeah. Okay? Yes, self-induced. I am suffering because I believe that I'm supposed to be here to save somebody, to be there for somebody, and waiting for what to happen. What you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Yeah. Listen, New Year is coming in. Why are you still there? You've been there for umpteen years, and nothing changed. It just seems like it's Staying stuck in one position. Mm. Okay. I want to finish my area. With intimacy, when you no longer have a connection intimately, the relationship is over. Wow. If I can't stand you to touch me, I don't want to lay next to you. Relationship is over. Mm. Separate rooms, separate beds. We go back to cohabbing. Yeah, we go back to cohabbing because now we're roommates. We're not, no, we're mm. not significant others. Oh, when when the kids come around, when we go to family gatherings, oh, yeah, we'll put it on. But people know, too. You can't hide from people because they know, too. Yeah. They don't say anything, but they know something is wrong. So, that intimacy has been diminished. It's been diminished. Mm. And the next one is fantasizing. What would it be with someone else? Mm. You might have met a friend or a stranger or or someone that looks like they want to treat you. Because, see, you, you yearn it so bad for love because you've been in an uncomfortable position, so you're so vulnerable and open. Mm-hmm. You know, you're so vulnerable and open. So anyone that smiles at you, that gives you a gesture, oh, you look nice today, you just yield to that because you wasn't getting that. You're not getting that at home because mm-hmm. you're being ignored because you are invisible. Mm. So you're yielding to that. So then you start fantasizing. And don't let them ask for your number. Oh, mm. my goodness. Mm. You wouldn't even know how to answer. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> and you have some of them say yes. Let me give yeah. your number. 
Because I mean, that direction before you yeah. you realize that you have a relationship outside. Yeah, because I mean, you got your own personal cell number. It's not like they're gonna call at your house. Yeah, they're gonna call your cell phone. So it's a lot easier <laughs> to have an outside relationship. Right. <laughs> yeah. So how about when a person and again, if the person that you're involved with wants to do some investigating, that's what they do. They go and they take. They go and look in your phone, then they find out that you're talking to someone, and don't let them be a, don't let the person that finds out be a narcissist, then it's all over. You'll never get the last guess. <laughs> so now, what about this? Because uh, someone asked me about this recently. Their their spouse would get a call and then go into the other room and shut the door. And uh, the spouse would say, oh, you know, this is just a business call. But, you know, the the... The suspicions were raised when every time they'd go in the room and shut the door so that they couldn't be heard, and, you know, their 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 spouse was thinking, well, okay, well, if this is just a business call, how come I can't hear it, or how come it's so secretive, you know, how, you know, it, so that, that began to raise suspicions. Is that a, a sign, perhaps there's something else happening when someone makes sure that you don't hear their phone call or is it or is this person just being overly suspicious? Uh I think that's possibly a sign. I'm not saying in all incidents, but it can be when a person is always going in private corridors and not wanting to talk in front of you. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you may want to definitely, you know, I don't want you to get paranoid, but you may want to definitely think about that. And because nine out of ten, if you ask them who it is, they're not going to tell you the truth. Mm. You're not going to get the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, this bothers you because this person is not being honest. Mm-hmm. And it affects the trust, the communication. But, you know, like I said, most people don't realize that a relationship is over. They're just in it yeah. until something um, really ha- happens that is very uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, extremes are only the time that people remove themselves when something gets very uncomfortable. That's mm-hmm. when they remove themselves. They don't remove themselves in, at the time of convenience. Mm. Do one of those overhauls. And I call it overhaul. It's like, oh, when a man comes home, or the woman comes home, it doesn't matter, and all the clothes and everything, all the furniture is gone, they just oh. exit. I've seen they that. Planning that. Mm. I've seen that. <laughs> now, they can do the overhaul right there. But they take a real strong chance that that person is imbalanced Ooh, and that person hunts them down and may hurt them. Yeah. Some people do that and then some people say, heck with it and go on with their life. But you don't know how bad a person is until you do something that is detrimental to them. <laughs> so, you do something that, that, that they don't like, they're going to let you know. So what would make a person 
choose to exit in that manner as opposed to just openly saying, well, look, this relationship is over. I'm, I'm going to just move out and get my own place. What would make a person just not be able to openly leave? Would it be a fear of, uh, of you know, a violent reaction or something? A couple of things, fear of violent reaction or just being vindictive. Oh. oh. Just being vindictive, just wanting to hurt that person. Mm. Yeah. It's just like the same thing, uh, if you remember, um, you know, the, the, the angry woman that goes in the closet and tears up Artemis, mm. tears up the, the clothing, yeah. sets fire to them or whatever the case may be. Things like that. Vindictive. So, in yeah. in, in situations... Um, because cause you're not in... Yeah, because you're not in a... You're not getting what you want, so you figure you'll just destroy something. Mm. So, now, I've seen in situations perhaps there was a discovery of infidelity. And rather than the people just being able to talk about it and say, well, obviously you're not exclusively committed to this relationship, so it's over, so I'll leave or you leave or whatever. As opposed to them being able to rationally discuss it, there is extreme emotion and feelings of vengeance. You know, how dare you do this to me? I'm going to, I'm going to get vengeance and, you know, tear up your car, smash your windows out. You know, why are people feeling like they must cause pain to someone? or that they have a right to cause pain to someone who was uh who stepped outside the relationship and and maybe for a while they realized that person had been in another relationship and they felt deceived what is it that keeps us from being able to react is it that creates the rage where you feel like you know I must cause pain because they disappointed me, therefore I'm going to destroy something. I'm going to burn up their clothes. I'm going to break out the windows in their car. You know, what? what is that that causes that? Is that emotional immaturity or what? Rage. Mm. <laughs> Rage. <laughs> you know, we go through levels of, of, in relationship, we go to levels of anger. We get irritated, frustrated, agitated. Now we're angry. Mm. And all those things I told you earlier, lack of trust, breakdown in emotions, lack of intimacy, lack of communication, all of those things add to these areas. And when what, what happens is, again, if the person or the persons are imbalanced from the beginning, if they have an imbalance, which means that they're not logical, reasonable, or rational thinkers, they're more emotional or impulsive, then they go into these areas of impulsivity, and that's an impulsive move mm-hmm. to tear something down. It's called a, um, you know, it's called a dull tantrum, okay? Ooh. Think about a, a child that has a tantrum. It mm-hmm. falls out of the floor. It throws things. It tears things up. Okay, people have adult tantrums too mm. because they're not able to deal with their own emotions. Mm. And they think, again, oh, you're going to do this, and I'm going to do something to hurt you. You see what I'm saying? Like knocking your windows out your car or whatever the case may be. I just I just want to do something to hurt you. Mm. So that's where the rage comes in at. So, again, I hope before we even get to those levels, 
we leave the relationship. Because now the relationship is damaged. Yeah. It's damaged, and, and you're not going to get any, you're not going to get no closure. You're not going to get no nothing. You may get pleasure, and you think you're getting pleasure from, you know, trying to hurt someone. No, you're going to get a jail time. Mm. <laughs> if you send yeah. someone else's property up. If they, call, if they call the police, you're going to go to jail. That is vandalism. If you are trying to shoot at somebody, hurt somebody, you're going to jail. You know, it's like, okay, now you're out of control. You are out of control. You allow the relationship to fester to the point where you're out of control. Mm. And you can't blame it on the other person. Mm. It's time for you to step away. When it gets to that level, go away. Find yourself a place of peace and gain your life back because apparently you lost yourself mm. in that relationship. Wow. Wow. Well, we got to take another break. And if you're on our switchboard and have a question, press one if you're listening online and want to join the conversation. Got a question for Dr. Debbie Green. Is your relationship dead or dying? Has <laughs> it been long dead and you're still staying there? Give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 so we know you have a question or comment for Dr. Debbie Green. And if you're watching on Soulful Solutions on Facebook or YouTube, write in your comments, and we'll share them with our listening and viewing audience. And maybe you'll get an answer that can help you make a decision. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment, so stay with us. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, We will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, If you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. Oh, man, 
God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out, and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456, and schedule a free consultation. That's But, you know, I'm going to stick it out. So what is a reasonable amount of time if things are in that state that you've mentioned, you know, the, the absence of intimacy, uh, non-communication, uh, you know, you're arguing a lot, and yet there's a belief that there's still love there. How long should a person weather the storm, so to speak, before they finally decide, okay, this is dead, I need to move on. Is there, a, is, there, is there a length of time? I believe it is. If you're dealing with a meet and greet stage, which means if you're single and still dating, and you meet this person, and within the first two weeks, if y'all have a disagreement, like more, I would say, if you have three, that's red flag. Mm. Three disagreements based upon commonality or or differences or whatever, but if you, what I'm saying, you have some people that have these arguments or disagreements, let me say it like that, and they talk them out and get some, you know, get some understanding Mm -hmm. because you're still getting to know this person. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's one time. So let's say you, again, get into another disagreement and they misunderstood you and they may felt like you were victimizing them or they tried to victimize you or whatever. Okay, that's the second time. So we're looking at some red flags, right? Mm-hmm. The red flags. Like if they're telling you things also that 
and say, oh, I'm going to do this, but it never happens, mm. like their words don't match their actions, that's another red flag. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So these are the things that a lot of times it happens at the beginning stages of relationship. The first 30 days is your your most vital time in a new relationship. Now, that's a new relationship. So within that first 30 days, if you see these red flags so often, you're like, then that's, that's probably that's your way. Then you need to go ahead and exit and just let them know, thank you so much, um, you know. I don't think this is going to work. Mm. You know, you may ghost them. Most people ghost people. They don't tell them anything. They just disappear. Stop answering phone calls or block them or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You know, they do that, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, most people ghost people. So mm. when they ghost them like that, then they go on. Now, of course, if you're dealing with a person that's not balanced, Hmm. Mm. If they ever find out where you live, they may come knock at your door. Mm. You know, and things can get a little sticky. Mm-hmm. So that's why you want to Google people. People. Let me. And now you say, what? What you mean, Google them? No, put their name inside the internet and Google them comes and see up. if they have any priors. Yeah, people always put all their business and on I the don't internet. Understand. <laughs> yeah, but it's public. If yeah. this person adds. A murder conviction, or mm. assault and battery, or, mm. or whatever. If they ever got arrested, it's going to come up. Yeah. And I'm Ooh. not saying to judge those persons, but I'm just letting you know. You want to know what you're getting involved with. Yeah. Just recently, there was a situation where this woman was dating this man for two years, mm. and he had murdered someone. He came out of prison, murdered somebody. Came out of prison and murdered someone, but he went to prison for murdering somebody. Wow! You understand what I'm saying? And wow. she was involved in it, and she lost her life. Mm. Now I'm not sure if she knew prior that this man was a murderer mm. or not. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying once a murderer, always a murderer. But hey, I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm not doing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think a person's history should be noted when they have a history of that intent. Yeah. Assault and battery, noted. Yeah. Noted. You see what I'm saying? Mm-mm. No, don't put yourself in that position. Oh, no, John doesn't change, even though he killed his. No. <laughs> no. He killed his eggs, but, you know, it's her fault. That person is totally different. It's a different person altogether. Do you know what kind of, I mean, do you know how much, oh, my goodness, emptiness you have to kill someone? And I'm not saying it was if it's in self-defense. I'm just saying that, you know. Find, it, it happens. It, find out the details, <laughs> you know, get get a second opinion of what really happened, <laughs> you know, something. I don't know. That's that's definitely a, a red flag. <laughs> someone has taken someone's life, you know, done 30 years in prison, whatever the case may be, and they might yes. they might that's say, well, I, I was flag. transformed, you know, I found the Lord. Well, you know, you, you can ask God yourself, okay, did he find you or is he faking? I mean, you can really, okay. you know, you really want to know. You can find that out. Uh, you can be friends. I, I'm not, hey, it's okay. I, you know, but I'm observing. I just don't, 
allow myself just to, and I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I'm talking about people. Mm-hmm. We don't just allow people in our lives anymore, especially days and times. Be careful who you get involved with. Yeah. But if you're in a relationship that's been in there for five years and you see the relationship dwindling, Mm-hmm. You really do not need to stop stop participating and stop observing so you can really see the whole truth. Because mm-hmm. when you participate, which means that if you're still in the mindset of, oh, this is a happy marriage, but then they stop communicating with me, mm. you know, they're, they're not sleeping next to me. Lately here, they, they've been sleeping in the other room. Downstairs on the couch, mm. and they're not communicating with me. Okay, there's a problem. Yeah, you either gonna have to go to say come to Jesus meeting, okay? Which <laughs> means that excuse me, I think we have an issue. Yeah, is there any possible way I can talk to you? Now if they just block you and don't want to talk to you at all. It's dead, and that goes on for months. Mm. I can't go. Yeah. Something has to change. Because now you, you're in a place where you're going to be miserable, and that's not fair. And I don't know what, what, what the causes are, but whatever it may be, you just need to know the truth of the situation so you can make a, a, you know, a conscious decision of how you want to lead your life. Mm. Now, I, I had an associate that, uh, you know, her husband asked for a divorce. She said, she said out of nowhere. But I believe there were signs that she just didn't see. But she said, we never argued. You know, he, he, but he had stopped communicating and they had stopped sleeping together and all that. But there was, they didn't have that argument phase because she's, you know, not a confrontative kind of person. So he would do things she might be upset about. She might, you know, complain to her friends, but she never confronted him. So, therefore, they never had an argument. They never had a discussion about the things that she was, uh, you know, unhappy about. And then suddenly he was just, you know, I want a divorce. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy. I'm, you know, I'm seeing someone else. And she's, of course, devastated. But even in situations where there is no argument or confrontation or open hostility, Aren't there signs when the, like you say, the intimacy is gone, the communication is gone, you're, you're, you're in the house, you're not really talking, you're just going about your day, your routine, your children and all of that, and your relationship is not there anymore, you're just kind of doing things out of habit. The, how, yeah. how does the person yeah. know that this really is not a healthy relationship and it has just become, like you say, cohabitation? <laughs> Especially if maybe that's the kind of relationship their parents had, but they, they didn't, you know, they, they think, okay, this is what marriage looks like. You live in the same house, you know, you do things for your children, and, you know, at some point there's no intimacy anymore because you're married. I mean, if, that, if that's what they saw, then how do they know that that's not really the best representation of what a, you know, relationship should be? Well, um, they – at some point in their mature self, should realize that this doesn't feel right. Mm. It should, I mean, something has to give you some type of sign that something's wrong. Even though you might have grew up in a household like that, mm. you may say, you know what, I don't want this for my children. Mm. I don't want to go through this because I know this don't feel good. This doesn't feel well. Mm. 
So you can either make the choice to continue the dysfunction of generational curses, or you can say, no, that's not for me. This doesn't seem like it's going to work. Now, some people actually come out of marriages and they go right back into another marriage very similar to the one they came out of. Mm -hmm. And we saw that, and that's that recycling. Mm -hmm. But, again, the red flags are always there. It is up to you to accept those red flags because if you don't, then you're just living in it. You're existing. And you can't get angry at the other party because you have a choice in the matter. You know, for example, I have um, a patient that uh, her husband no longer wants to be married to her, so they still live in the same home. They're cohabitating. Um, She has three children. The youngest is 11. The other two are teenagers. And, you know, she's like, she at one point, it got so bad that she became very depressed and had a lot of anxiety. And she's like, well, I just need to leave. I need to leave, go to another family, home, stay with them, or whatever. And they've been together for 12 years. So mm. she's like, parts of her wants to leave and never look back, but then you got parts of her wants to still try. Mm-hmm. Let me try. I want to try again. So she made an attempt to ask. Her husband, you know, let's try again. Let's communicate. And before she could get the words out of her mouth, he stopped her. He said, no, I don't want this. He's done. I don't want no part of it. Mm. So now she's left with the, right, he, they're done. So here comes the guilt that she is impressed upon her. She feels guilty uh, that she, feel, she feels that it's her fault, that the family is breaking up. So now she's in extreme, feeling miserable. Um, And so what I helped her to realize something, certain things come to an end. They're not always something that is, you know, some things just have a period, not a run-on sentence. Mm -hmm. That's why I call it. This has a period. I mean, that's it. That's ended. And it's up to you to start another another life. Mm-hmm. So um, since then, she's gotten stronger. She's understanding her value system. She's made a decision, you know, eventually leave. But, again, the youngest child does not know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what she's trying to work through now. It's the, the two oldest knows, but not the youngest child. Because he's 11 years old. That's 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 always I think so, the hard part and telling the children telling telling mm-hmm. smaller children younger children who you know they're going to be devastated but I think there's a way that a family with children can make it not so traumatizing you know as long as the as long as the the parent who leaves doesn't make the children feel like I'm divorcing you also which means you know, there has to be some kind of co-parenting right. so that, you know, children don't feel like they lost one parent because of the split. And sometimes, you know, if people are so angry that they they can't work things mm-hmm. out amicably, that's what ends up happening. They make it even worse for the children because, like, I, I want us all to take this one who left me. 
so you have to take my side and be mad at him too, you know, which is is not helpful because they don't they don't need to they don't need to feel like we we got a divorce. <laughs> you all got a divorce. We still have our both our mother and our father. That's what they need to feel. But I don't know if couples know how to how to make children right. feel that when right. they, and when, that's when they split. Yeah. And, and that's how they're supposed to feel. They're supposed to feel that it's not a breakup. It's a separation. And I think because um, if you say, oh, me and me and your dad is breaking up, me and your mom is breaking up or whatever, or getting divorced, they immediately feel that the family is destroyed. Right. And so I often tell parents if they are going to separate from each other in some capacity. I said, sit your children down and let your children know that what sometimes mommies and daddies separate from each other so that they can keep a peaceful home. It's not that they don't love each other. It's that it's time for a seasonal change. So you will see us have two parenting homes. That doesn't mean you're not going to see me or your father. You will see all of us whenever, you know, you're in the home. Mm-hmm. You know, with him or in the home with me or what. You know, let them know that the love doesn't, doesn't disappear. Because right. I think that's what and a lot of people don't do. They don't explain relationships or divorce. So, you know, yeah. those things. They don't explain that. And they just allow children just to be the onlookers of it. But Mm-hmm. Nobody, and that's what they ask. Nobody asked me. Nobody, yeah, nobody asked me. me how I felt about it. You know, nobody asked my opinion. Yeah, exactly. So that's why so children get might. angry. Yeah, and it should be. You should. They should ask, and they sh- and kids should tell. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've got a caller on the line. If you'd like to take a call, uh, area code seven zero eight seven two four. Your mic is open. Please introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your question for Dr. Debbie Green. Uh, uh, good morning, everybody. My name is Brian Vickers. Uh, how you doing, that, uh, Naima? Yes. Good morning, hey. Brian. How are you? Good no, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. Just hanging in there. Okay. My question for the doctor is: Why aren't people of color? Taught. I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever read this book, uh, His Needs, Her Needs, and also the other book, The Five Love Languages. I've heard that one, yeah. Oh, taught to speak their significant other's love language. Why aren't a lot of our people taught how to meet the needs and how to submit themselves to their significant other or husband? I think mm. people would be. I think if a lot of couples, if they, particularly married couples, were about the business of meeting the needs of their spouse outside the outside the bedroom, then you would see a lot less marriages end in divorce. You might would see a lot less domestic abuse. You might would see. You might be able to get the show Maury Povich off the air. Mm. Yeah. I think the key word you said is taught, you know, because people just assume that, okay, I love this person, he loves me, or he loves me, and uh, we'll get married and live happily ever after. And they don't realize that being in a 
couple relationships requires some skills that need to be taught. And you usually are taught in your environment by what you learn. You, you learn what you live. But if the household where you grew up in was not the best example for a harmonious relationship, then you really don't know. And that's where I see a lot of the, the problems. People don't know. They have not had uh, examples. They haven't had a conversation with anybody like a marriage counselor during their time of preparing to be married. They haven't talked about these things, like you mentioned, the love languages. They have no idea. And what they may have is a great sex life together. And they think on the strength of that, they can make everything else okay. And it it doesn't work. So you're right. They They don't know. And they don't have the skills because they weren't taught, because they don't know that you have to be taught in order to know. So, Dr. W., what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, on the other, yeah, on the other uh, end of that, uh, Brian, is that, again, we have the inability uh, as a human, right? The thing about it is we want to participate in somebody's love bonding, okay? Mm-hmm. And you said outside the bedroom. So love bonding can be in many different ways, many different ways, right? So I got to first understand how to be a helpmate. And really, according to, uh, you know, biblical context, a woman is supposed to be a helpmate and a man is supposed to be a foundation. Okay, let's say we remove that for a second and we go back to being friends. Okay, so if I am your friend, I am concerned about your well-being. I am concerned about your goals. I am also concerned about your future. So then it's not just the bedroom that we have this commonality. I'm concerned about your well-being. What does that mean? That means that you have aspirations, you have dreams, you have a destiny, you have purpose. So if I'm not seeing you, and, and you also should be assisting me in balance. I, it, it can't be a topsy-turvy balance, mm-hmm. which means that let's sit down and have a mutual understanding of how we can assist each other and help and guide each other to fulfill, you know, what what would make us truly content and happy. And I think if that relationship, uh, you know, bonding, was created outside as well as internal, you know, because you got some internal things that you have to do for yourself and that person as well, you know. And the one thing is love unconditionally, what most people struggle with. We struggle with unconditional love because it's hard for us to put that in a text or, or put it in some type of action or behavior because we were not taught that as children. So if if I'm actually sitting with you, sitting, which means mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, understanding where you're coming from, and we work together as a working unit, then those things that you're talking about can be accomplished because it takes two to tangle. But how can two walk together if they don't agree? So we have to agree in some type of mutual understanding. The love language is there to identify how you want to be accepted and how you want to be nurtured and how you want to feel belong. That's why it's there. 
And a lot of people don't even know their love language, but they get it confused with giving and receiving. But it's way different than that. Because love language is actions and words and gestures, you know what I'm saying, and to express what you feel about another human being and also what you would want from that person as well. So, again, we go back to the table on that one as well so that we can have a good understanding. And, you know, communication is the key. If we can communicate and we can sit down, right, you know, just in ourselves. And it's not that, oh, I have to do so much for you before you feel that way or you got to do so much for me. Well, why can't we do it for each other? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I feel short, why can you pick up? And it's a new relationship that the first marriage was really uh, emotionally drooling, if I had to say in a nice way. Mm. It, was, it was a lot of damage that was done by the first marriage. So mm. now he is ready to go into another relationship. And I told him, I said, you can, I said, okay, you cannot look at the, the relationship similar or feel the same thing that you feel in other relationships. I said, I said, well, how do I know if I heal? I said, well, you ask yourself, are you often questioning the person that's talking to you? Do you feel like they're trying to change you? Do you feel uncertain with them? All of those insecurities will let you know that you haven't healed from the first relationship. Yeah, and sometimes people okay. get into a relationship. Because you don't feel secure. Right. So you don't, right. You don't okay. you well. not give the opportunity, you know, for blind spot siding them. Oh, what are you doing? Why are you constantly questioning them? It's just, just allowing it to happen. And then if it's something that looks like it is not within your favor, then again, communicate and say, what do you mean by this? You know, open communication is everything. So I hope I answered that question. Yeah. I think I think he's got okay, another me, question. We got to take a we got to take a break. But Brian, I know you got another question, so I'll I'll hold on, and uh, then after the break, we'll get to your your second question for Dr. Debbie. And if you're on our switchboard now and got a question, you need to press one because we only got another 25 26 minutes to go before we go. So we'll be right back right. after this last break. And uh, we'll be right back, Brian, with your next question after this quick message. So stay with us. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. 
Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash The Media Connection TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. What happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death? Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age? Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African-Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. And get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African-American Psychic Trauma. All right, welcome back, welcome back. We are at the top of our hour. You're Debbie Green and my wonderful co-host, uh, <coughs> our executive producer of The Female Solution. Now, I don't know if Brian is still there to ask yeah. that question. Yeah, or Brian, uh, is there I think yes. uh, Brian, you had a second question you wanted to ask, uh, Dr. Yes. Debbie? Okay, well, it was this too. Um, there are some people, men and women, who have been hurt and who have been I guess you say psychologically damaged to where they, like you said before, they may not, they have been, they become bitter, they become numb to people or the opposite sex uh, specifically. So it, it, it's kind of hard to warm up to someone, especially when you gave your all to a person and they, for lack of a better term, dumped on you or just up and walked out the relationship. Now, this, too, on the female side, some have been hurt bitter. I mean, have been hurt. They are bitter. And um, so when they're presented with a book like The Five Love Languages or His Needs, Her Needs, they look upon it as a good read, but they don't to where it's, 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 it's a tool to not only help you get to know yourself, but also, too, to help you get to know your other half. Because the book, His Needs, Her Needs, it comes with questionnaires, tips, and things that couples are supposed to do together. And mm. if the, the male and if the male in the relationship, he explains it the right way, she should be, hopefully not just pick up on it, but be willing to uh, explore, explore not mm-hmm. only herself but even her significant other. I mean, why is it so hard to get people? I mean, because a lot of our people, I guess, mentally and emotionally, they're stagnant, meaning they're kind of stuck on same hurts, regrets from the past. Yeah. I mean, what, why well, is it? 
Yeah, people people are stuck on the pain of the past and that, can't move forward. Even if they even if you give them a book, they still. It's invalid. Yeah. You say they're imbalanced. Some people don't even know that imbalanced, imbalanced. Some people don't even know they're stuck, unfortunately, because they've been there so long. They have no self awareness. And uh, freedom in relationships has to come with freedom in the mind. So if I'm if I'm still thinking that oh I'll never be happy or, or if I'm in denial or I have an issue and I may have the issue and from a broken or uh, impaction from life, you know what I'm saying because of some type of of issue, trauma, or whatever the case may be, um, we often relive our trauma, you know, in our adult life unknowingly, which affects our emotions, which affects our relationships automatically because it changes the concept of most of all the uh, thinking pattern of the human being. So they get into these rifts, if I can say that. They get into these cycles of unhealthy thinking, um, and they get comfortable in that unhealthy thinking because now they have created habits in the unhealthy thinking, and it becomes addiction, addicting habits of dysfunctions. So guess what? Dysfunctional people attract dysfunctional people, whether they realize it or not. Mm. They do. Whatever's inside you, you're going to attract. And even if you attract someone that isn't dysfunctional, that person is going to notice you very quickly, and they're going to have to make a decision rather to stay in your life or to exit your life, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's either side of the coin. Either it's going to be dysfunctional or non-dysfunctional. Uh, again, some people, okay, we go back to that, that same thing, compromise with dysfunction. Oh, I like them. Oh, we're good. And, you know, we have the best sex. But we don't get along. <laughs> we really don't get along. Yeah, the only communication we have is in the bed. And then well, yeah, and I, 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 I've been there. I've been there myself. I, I, I know. I know exactly how that is. I, I see that a lot. I see that a whole lot. Okay. People will stay in a in a terrible relationship, but they have the physical intimacy, and that's the only place where they're in harmony. But everywhere else in their life is just total dysfunction, and they don't know that they should have other things that they're also in harmony with. So they stay there and stay there oh, and stay there. They just don't want to leave. And then when they, if they do finally leave, they're so broken that they, that uh, like you were mentioning, Brian, you know, somebody who now they've got this wall up. They don't trust anybody. But it was they who stayed too long in a relationship that broke them, and now they can't trust anybody, so they think they can protect themselves from further hurt by never being emotionally attached to anybody again. And that's just where they choose to stay with the rest of their life. And who wants to chip away at a wall to try to get to know somebody? They have to choose to heal, and if they choose not to, then they they can't be in a relationship. You can't do anything with that. They have to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And I and, and let me say this please, uh, candidly if I can. Um when you're in a relationship that is that you know that was emotionally drooling for you rather 
the parties go wrong or right, it doesn't matter. I believe that six months a year is you, you really need to refrain from being involved seriously with another person. Um, your being needs time to heal. You know what I'm saying? Mind, body, and soul. You, you need time to heal. And you say, well, why I can't heal with another person? Because you're interacting mm-hmm. with another spiritual course. Yeah. you got to remember that. This, this is another energy that you're interacting with, whether you are intimate or not. It doesn't matter. You're still interacting with that person. Now, I'm talking about on a personal note. Now, of course, uh, your uh, associates, your acquaintances, those on different levels. And that's, a, that's area that you should be in. You should have healthy people around you, mm-hmm. people who are, you know, not so much all of them need to be in a relationship and you're the, you know, you're the green thumb, you know what I'm saying, because we've seen that before. All anybody else is couple off and this one person mm-hmm. don't have mm-hmm. nobody. No, you don't want to be around couples. You want you want to be around the like folks. You want to be around people. <laughs> I'm not saying you just hard to be around them, but what I'm saying is you don't want to be the tag along all the time. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So you want to allow yourself to social be a social person in social atmosphere. I advise, you know, and guide people to go to things like art exhibits, uh, events, um, some type of. Um, you know, like places people gather, not just family-orientated places, you know, but things that people gather, um, you know, doing different type of activities um, so that you can just kind of be who you are in your moment and not look at and no one has to expect you to behave a certain way, you know. Right, right. we got another. Things uh, like that. Yeah. Thanks so much, Brian. Yes. <laughs> we got another caller. Uh, Brian's got another question. Might be able to come back to you. Let me uh, take the uh, next caller. Eight seven two seven three one. Your mic is open. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your question for Dr. Debbie Green. Now, this is Rashid Ali calling from Chicago. Um, my question is: um, when when you're um, healing and uh, are you uh, now? When you're healing, you're vulnerable. So, um, how do you, you know, with with a positive mind, select your environment if your your environment has caused or uh, created uh, the traumatic experience? So, um, going to events. Um, some people aren't uh, able to do that because of the vulnerability. So what do you suggest? Because I didn't hear it. If you did say something, I didn't hear that part. How do you? Like, like if, you're, if, you're in a, if you're healing from, uh, I guess, a bad relationship, but it's your environment that you've been around that actually was part of your traumatic experience, then how do you, how do you find a healthy environment in which you can heal? I mean, wouldn't you say you need to maybe find some new friends or, you know, find some new places okay, to go? Well, finding new friends well, wouldn't be a good solution for me. Not, not yet. See, the thing about it is, remember what we do, right? 
This is what we commonly do. We always go on the outside looking for something that's going to bring us peace of mind. Her peace of mind has to be established within herself first. Mm. She has to mm-hmm. find out what her peace what does that look? What kind of actions are those? What kind of behaviors are those? Where's your pleasure again? You got to find out what what brings you pleasure. What and if, if you have not had pleasure in a very long time, then that means you have not had peace or freedom. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the goal is to find what yeah. brings you pleasure, not the atmosphere that you know that's taking your pleasure, that you say has taken your pleasure. Because if you become your external, remember, if that external is unhealthy, you're going to become unhealthy. If that external is full of pain, you're going to be in pain. If that external is of anger, fear, you're going to be in fear. So I need you to go inward. And then it may have to be the time where you have to think like a child. Like, what would make me happy right now? What would I, what, let, me, let me create something within myself. Maybe I need to take up another hobby, a hobby as paint by numbers, a hobby as, you know, going and doing uh, pottery or, or doing something hand and eye coordinating with my hands so I can figure out what, you know, what it feels like just to be within myself, to be by myself, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying, and spend time with me. And before I can spend time with someone else, I got to figure out what it feels like to spend time with me because, mm-hmm. again, That's I have been interrupted factor. So I have to regain my identity. Who am I? I am not the thing that I see. I'm not the thing that I hear. I am the thing that I want to be. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's the first move. And then once you have feel that comfort zone, it will come with creativity. Like you said, well, I don't know what that is. Create. And someone gave you three crayons and a blank piece of paper when you were five years old, you know, they didn't have to tell you what to do. You immediately, your hands get that paper and it starts to move around. You didn't care whether it was a, a circle or a square or up or down. You just did it. It's the same process. Move out of your way so you can become a greater person that you are. It doesn't matter, again, what you've already experienced. It's a, it, what matters is what you feel about yourself today. Because one has to value oneself to identify what they need and what they want and what they desire. Because if I don't think I'm worth anything, then I'm not going to look for anything that's worthy of me. Mm. Wow. So let's start there. Let me give you affirmation. I want to give you affirmation. You need to go to YouTube. Put in positive affirmations into them every single day. From the time you wake up, listen to them, find a time. As long as you can listen to them once a day, that's all I'm asking. Positive And it needs to be at least 10 minutes long so that it can block out a lot of this stuff that you've been seeing with your eyes and hearing with your ears. Mm. And let's, let's, let's get some healing in there. Let's get some healing in there. And those words are going to produce something inside of you. What you're going to realize, the more you listen, the more you're going to hear it repeat back to you. You'll wake up one morning, and you're going to hear those affirmations. That's when you know that your brain is healing. That's when you know your spirit is listening. And you keep doing it. You don't stop doing it. And start recreating yourself. Recreating yourself. Not You are not the old Shakira. You are not the past. You are the present moment. 
Look at that as beautiful. Look at yourself as a beautiful rose. What is a rose? A rose is beautiful. It smells beautiful, but a rose has thorns. The thorns are just the stuff in your past, but that doesn't that doesn't defy you. That doesn't make you at this difficult point in your life. It makes you know that you are feeling. It makes you feel that, okay, I'm going through this difficult time, but I'm still beautiful. Mm. I have seen all this hurt and pain, but I'm still beautiful. Mm. Yes. So treat yourself like you're beautiful, woman of God. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling, Rachel. And stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very kindly. Yes, ma'am. That's a good approach for me. I'm yeah, trying, yeah. but um, I I didn't know about the artist affirmation. Did you say? Yes, uh, uh, positive affirmation. Yes, and you know positive. the thing is, I am beautiful. I am you know, yes. worthy. You know, what are you the, the the things that yeah, you telling yourself. Positive affirmation. Put it on your your TV while you're washing your dishes. Yes. I don't care how you listen to it. Just listen to it every day. Repeat it, repeat it, repeat Anybody it. Anybody yes. listening, if you want to block out negative energy, put repeat it over and over again, and you will feel so much better. Yeah. Because, you know, positive come with positive feelings. Negative right. thoughts come with negative, negative feelings. feelings. That's right. We, we, create, we create our reality every moment of every day with our own thoughts. So if you're depressed, that means you're thinking Absolutely. thoughts that make you feel bad. So you've got to change your thoughts. I think Brian right. had one more question that we can squeeze yes. in. Uh, go ahead, uh, 708 uh, seven two four. Your mic. You have one uh, more yes, question. Yes. Um, well, yes. I just wanted to say this to um, or ask. <laughs> Do you think? I mean, this is kind of like along the same subject because I saw the video yesterday on YouTube. Tyler Perry. Okay, forget how you may feel about that Madea part, but a lot of those movies like A Diary of a Mad Black Woman, uh, Temptation, Meet the Browns, I mean, those are things that people can relate to. Uh, A Family Mm -hmm. That Prays, those are things that people can relate to. And, Mm -hmm. And Tyler Perry is a spiritual man. Right. And mm-hmm. those, I mean, I think Tyler Perry could be a a good mentor, not just first and foremost spiritually, but also too in terms of movies. Anybody who mm-hmm. has a, a desire to do film and video, mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts? Okay, those those are my thoughts. I'm just asking, you know, like for example, the specifically the movie Temptation. You know, and 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 and, and uh, uh, the movie Temptation and the movie A Family That Prays. I, I think so. I haven't, I haven't seen that? that yet. The Temptation. That's the one with Beyonce. Temptation. Is that it? I mean, yeah. No, no. Is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen that one, but I, you know, I would no, say all the latest, of the latest one, right? Yeah, I guess it's the latest one I haven't seen yet. Uh, no, no, no. But, you know, I mean, those, those movies, those movies, they have they have been out for a while. Temptation and a family that prays, they've been out for a while. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I've, I've seen that one too. And you know, all of them have to do right. with with conflict and relationships uh, issues. We've talked about honesty, trust, deception. 
And ultimately, okay. people making choices to, to be in a healthy relationship and to get out of an unhealthy one. That's what it comes down. Okay, to. Well, it's, 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 okay, but but if you but if you if you remember if you remember in the movie, Temptation. Okay, the movie Temptation when. Uh, uh, Lance okay, Gross, when he finds out his wife, when he finds out his wife has been cheating on him, and he gets mm-hmm. a little uh, pick me up from a friend of his, she says sometimes we are, and and this does happen, meaning sometimes when you get comfortable with a person, and which can go in every relationship, even with parents and children, you get comfortable with a person, and that, and the child has begun to grow, and they want to venture out and explore things. And that's what causes the problem. Things sometimes we're happy until somebody comes along and shows us something different. So you're okay. saying this is why people uh, leave relationships or why they step out on somebody because they see something better or think it's better or something like that. Exactly, that happens too. And 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 really. Oh. She, the woman, she fell prey to a to a to a predator, who infected her with the AIDS virus. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean those happen too. You know, sometimes, like you said, you're looking for something outside yourself. You're looking for, you know, whether it's a thrill or or somebody who treats you better or whatever it is. And, you know, rather than officially end the relationship you're in. You dip into something else, and it ends up not being what you thought it was. So I, I think for that situation, everything is about honesty. If where you're at, if it's dead, go ahead, bury it, and 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 <laughs> let it go, and then officially, honestly, and openly start a new relationship. But don't, you know, dib and dab. Well, I'm holding on to this one until I see how that one works, because then that's dishonest and. If you're in that in-between stage where you you need to end something and you want to start something else, end the first thing first. That that would be my suggestion for those situations. You know, don't string somebody along while you're trying to establish a new relationship. And you know that the well, yeah, I mean, kind of- because and, and for lack of a better term, what they're what they're what they're doing, stringing somebody along, they want to string the person along that they have at home. And to make sure that the next steps <laughs> that the, that right. they're that the next step sucker is sewed up before they give the okay. uh, fool that they yeah. got. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, uh, Brian. We appreciate that that thought because that's where a lot of people are in their relationships. You know, holding on to like the spare tire <laughs> just in case you know this new thing doesn't work. I still got what I have. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you think about that, Dr. Debbie? Is that an unhealthy relationship? Is that an unhealthy thing to, oh, yeah. to be in? Um, of course it is. Yes, of course it is. It's, 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 very, it's very unhealthy. Um, uh, that the I mean, why should I stay in a relationship that, and a lot of times, again, these people don't know that it's happening, okay? Mm-hmm. They don't know that there are other significant others are that have other people in their life because that's what cheating is. Cheating is infidelity, okay? It's adulterous affairs that that often result in, you know, people being hurt or some even losing their lives in some kind of capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, self-awareness is the best thing you can ever give yourself in any 
uh, relationship. You have to be aware of yourself, and you have to also be, uh, you know, aware of your emotions. You got to be emotionally available for yourself so that you don't find yourself feeling something and then you ignoring it. When you ignore what you feel and it's really happening, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're going to miss so much. You will mm-hmm. stay in dysfunction because then you become what they call emotionally invisible. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Who, who, who's not noticing you? You're not noticing yourself. Wow. So because you've been in this this dysfunction so long, so it it has become just a action for you. It's an addiction. It's a it's a it's a cycling that you don't even realize that's causing major major havoc in your life. Again, most people are extreme. They do nothing until something you know starts to happen. Yeah. When something starts to happen, that's causing the activities of daily living to be broke down. Oh. Oh, now we got a problem, Houston. No, we've been there. <laughs> we had a problem a long time. That problem is festering for the longest. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've been had a problem a long time ago. No, I have adapted to dysfunction. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. I can't get angry with the other person because I stayed there in it. Ah. I stayed there in it. You see what I'm saying? So at some given point, I have to say to myself, okay, doing this. Over and over again, because if I have self-awareness, that's when I would know. But if I don't have any self-awareness, I don't know anything. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Joining us, and I know relationships are deep, and I am. I can say a relationship guru because I've been studying people for a long time, Mm -hmm. and actions speak louder than words. So if those actions are telling you that your relationship, Mm -hmm. don't believe the lip the lip service. The lip service is going to get you in trouble. It's not going to people tell you what you want to hear, but what do you see? Open up your eyes and allow your heart to speak to you in these matters so that you don't continually allow yourself to be hurt. There you go. Or you won't hurt anyone else. This. Thank you. Thank you, YouTube. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Facebook. I'll change. We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solutions. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solutions Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the female That's all it's going to do. It's helping the next level in your life. Thank you again. And I want you to have a good day. That's www. Get ready to ride. Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba. Germany, Danke. Poland, John Cunion. France, Merci. Spain, Gracias. Italy, 
Grazie. Egypt. Shukran. Ghana. Medasi. Nigeria. Eshe. South Africa. Ngiabonga. Senegal. Jaret. Kenya. Asante. Israel. Toda. Pakistan. Shukriya. Afghanistan. Tashakor. Saudi Arabia. Shukran. Assalam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.